You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. What were we thinking two Fridays ago, Michael? Oh, geez, Andre. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I know I've we told s- people about our yeah. endeavors. It's the thing where when we um, set the time aside to do our tasting for Toronto Life, um, we were basing it on the response we got from agents in 2021. Um, it seemed like, a, what's the old saying? It seemed like a good idea at the time. And it and it did. It literally was like, oh, we can get this done in a night. No problem. We definitely should have done it over two days. But that's the thing where we had, um, so we were joined by Maroki Tong, Nine Ounces Please on Instagram, and Julia Rowland, who's a friend of mine from the, the neighborhood, Julia Drinks Wine. And we tasted in one night 269 bottles of wine split over three categories bargain bottles below twenty dollars um gift wines over twenty dollars and sparkling wines and you know the the it's it's really amazing when you uh when you put that many wines on a table one how much real estate it takes up oh yeah uh but uh i have a baby i have a baby on the way and i had to figure out what to do with all of these bottles. Oh, and before you get into into what you're about to say, I know I said it in the last podcast, but to the wineries of Ontario, to the agents that support the work Michael and I do, we know that Toronto Life is definitely a choice publication to appear in, but having as many bottles sent to us as there were, we apologize for the wines that were not included, but the scrutiny was real, and having a large cross-section means that the consumer benefits. So if you're a consumer listening to this, I want you to know that we worked our asses off this year. It was exhausting. I cut into my sleep. Uh, well, as I said, I didn't get out of there till two, and you were cleaning up uh, for the most part. I would say there was there was a lot of help in the cleaning up department, but then you still had to deal with all those bottles and all those boxes and the next and morning that the the next day. But I mean, there was there was just a, a lot of real estate taken up within your house uh, for wine. In fact, some of it took up the backyard. Obviously, that's where you put the sparkling. It was a cold night, so the the you know everything was properly chilled. Um, but yeah. it really goes to show you uh, the quality of the wines uh, that that come through um, the LCBO, and yes. you know, I'm not mentioning names. Some of it's not so good when well, I mean, compared that's it, is, is, um... side by side, and yes. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand that. You know, if you like a certain wine, great. That's what we want you to do. We want you to like whatever wine you you want to like. But I'm telling you, sometimes if you and 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 I wish people would not get stuck on, you know, what they call a house wine. I never understand the term house wine because people just just drink that. There is such a, a world of wine out there to drink. And if you just put your house wine side by side, say weekly against something else, I bet you wouldn't have a house wine anymore. I mean, that's the joy of wine. I don't understand people who drink the same thing. Uh, week in, week out. Uh, but first off, so these articles are going to be rolling out at torontolife.com. I'm not sh- exactly sure when they're going up. Like, full disclosure, we're recording this a little bit earlier in the month of December, right before our deadline. So hopefully some of these lists will be posted. But um, 
uh, let's go through each category and ra- ra- rail off. Um, let's just say our top two, um, our top two choices, and see if we align or not. So, why, why don't we start with sparkling? We're getting into the holidays, and uh, sparkling is definitely something that's on people's mind. What was Michael's top choice for sparkling in terms of what we were uh, what we were tasting? Geez, that's a good one, Andre. I'm just uh, firing up my list here. So, the sparkling wine. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a start. Um, as much as we've talked in this podcast about how I don't mind spending the extra bucks on wine, um, the Romeo Prosecco. The actual list price is fourteen ninety five, but it's limited limited time offer until January first for twelve ninety five. Where else are you going to get a bottle of good Prosecco for twelve bucks and change? That was that was a good bottle of uh, of, of sparkling. Uh, I uh, was a fan of uh, the uh, Pommery Brut Rosé. If we're talking a, a higher end bottle of uh, of uh, sparkling wine, so that would have been one of my uh, one of my picks. Uh, but I'd probably call that an outlier because really, when I'm when I'm looking at sparkling, I don't buy a lot of champagne. No, it is it is so, pretty it is pretty expensive, especially in this market. But I mean, at this time of year, I do like to treat myself. And you know, it was really nice that a bottle of Bollinger Special Cuvee Brut showed up. I mean, the price is getting a little up there; it's ninety dollars and ninety five cents. But um, I mean, it's just for me that's kind of the the baseline for when you're starting to get into that super like opulent and rich. Um, you know, the over-the-top champagne that is just like, you need to ponder it a little bit. And year in and year out, that wine delivers. I'm I'm not yeah, yeah, disappointed. The, the Bali was baller, for lack of a better term. So let's just put champagne aside here. I will give you my, my top two not in no uh, in no particular order. Um, you know what? Uh, we, I thank Henry of Pelham for, uh, for, for sending in every one of their sparkling wines, which is, I think three. Yes. Uh, uh no, there's yeah, four. Three. There's four. If you're including the, um, the, uh, their Prosecco oh, the style one. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, it turns out that, uh, one of my top was, uh, and I always, I'm always a big fan of that Rosé. I'm always a big fan of the carte blanche, but this year the real standout was that brute. Put them side by side, all three of them. And that just the regular everyday old thirty two ninety five on sale for twenty eight ninety five till January first uh, is just killer sparkling wine. So you know, back on top go Henry of Pelham. Sometimes you you know you like Trius Brut, but I think this year the uh, Henry of Pelham is is back on top. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, it was simply stunning, and I think you're saving like. The carte blanche is iconic at this point, and I good for Henry Appellum for carving out the niche for their their top tier sparkling. But the brood on the shelf right now is one of the bottles. If you're looking to save a few bucks, don't want to shell out the Bollinger money because let's be real, you can get three bottles of um, three bottles. Oh geez, there's some quick math for Andre. Three bottles of Henry Appellum no, for about one three bottle. Bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, at twenty eight ninety five, you can pick up three uh, uh, Henry Appellum. For uh, for one bottle of Bali, so let's get into you know. let's get into the gift wines. The gift wines. Well, I wanted I wanted to mention one more. I, I said okay. champagne doesn't really count, um, and, and I don't think I don't know if you really picked your second bottle of you know I call yeah. them budget sparklings. That's that's the people are looking for. Uh, so you made me go. You wanted me to go first. I didn't. 
Uh, I still think, and it was one of our top ones last year, that Bernard Massard from Luxembourg. Uh, from Luxembourg. Luxembourg, Spark. No, I like, agree with you on that. And it was just like, I think we were trying to be mindful of the stuff that we reviewed last year where the quality needed to be exactly on par, if not better, because there are a lot of great products at the LCBO. And when we opened that bottle, you and I were just like, yep, this is it. And it comes in like a yep. really cool... Uh, gift box, which I mean can be really annoying if you're someone like me with a million wine glasses. But if you're someone who breaks a lot of wine glasses, it's a nice thing to go. They don't pay us to say that. It's just like it's a really beautiful package. You know, if you got an office secret Santa, I think most budgets are in and around there. So you can win secret Santa this year. People will be fighting over it. It is, uh, yeah, it's solid, completely solid, Michael. It's, it's, a, it's a solid sparkling, really loved it. Uh, and I think. Uh, I, I saw about mid, midway through the year, they brought it in without the glasses. So, you know, look for it all year round because I think it's starting to be one of those wines that they are bringing in more often. I just noticed, um, so I'm looking at the gift wines. You missed one. You missed actually a very important one because I think that's one of the standouts for this year because you and I had a bit of a debate. We were fortunate enough um, that people were following us on Instagram to attend a dinner a few weeks ago with um, the winemaker from Stag's Leap Wine Cellars, makers of Artemis. And the uh, 2019 Artemis, I think it is the most expensive uh, wine that we have on our list for this. You know, the Bollinger is a little more expensive, but for gift wine, the Artemis is there. And it's one of these things where it blows my mind when I set foot into one of the nicer LCBOs, you know, either in Oakville or, uh, you know, up on the mountain in Hamilton. And I see the number of people who leave the store with Camus in their hands. I- I'm sorry. This is going to be a shots fired at-, at Camus. The residual sugar is creeping up. The wine's like 120 bucks a bottle. Where Artemis is still clocking in below 100 bucks a bottle. It's a perfectly sellable, amazing example of Napa Valley wine that, uh, frankly, offers a lot of value at the price that it's at. You know, uh, I'll agree with you. I love the Artemis. I really did. Uh, but under this, under the same uh, kind of uh, philosophy, and I guess my philosophy as uh, as we go, uh, look always looking for that bargain, although gift. I'm still a big fan of that uh, of the 2019 decoy uh, from uh, from Duckhorn Vineyard. That clocks in at 40 bucks. Um, and if you're still walking out with Camus, uh, you're missing out on the decoy. Uh, it's a second wine, obviously, uh, but I think it's it's bang for the buck. It, it is bang for the buck, but I don't think it quite rises up to that level as the Artemis. I mean, it, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I, I don't. I really don't think that Camus is a good wine. I think if you like sweet red wine from California, you can get a lot of better options for a lot less money. But if you're looking for that that first rung on the ladder, like the entry, like make me fall in love with Napa Cab, make me fall in love with California Cab, Decoy is a good a good starting place i agree with you on that. I, I think i think it's a good entry point well like I, you're was, talking, I was surprised artemis just knocks it up and, and, and artemis takes it up another level yeah decoy is a is a california wine uh although it's it's mostly napa if i'm not mistaken um whereas stag's leap is is pure napa yeah totally totally uh i think not just napa but also purely oh okay this is napa valley on the on the bottle but stag's leap is one of the sub appellations in napa valley anyways this is us getting a little bit too nerdy. If you're spending, like, yeah, we're getting we're a little, we're a little on the geeky side. There was a number of Chardonnays on the list. I oh my tell god! To, can to I check can, them out? Oh, can I? Can I just listen? 
my little Ontario heart swelled with joy. You and I have been doing this a long-ass time, Michael. And this is probably the best tasting that we've done in this style, where Ontario went toe-to-toe. We had some really great wines submitted to us in the gift category. And as I said at the beginning of this, apologies to agents where your wines weren't listed on this, but the competition was way stiffer than I was expecting. What I was not expecting, Westcott, Le Clos Jordan, and Magnata, of all places. We don't talk about Magnata a lot on Magnata a lot on the winery, but these were the standouts. These were the standouts of the gift giving wines. So, you know, I need to like take my hat off to them. Ontario. I mean, this is something Michael and I have been saying for a long time, but with our little panel of people in my in my dining room, shoulder to shoulder with a million bottles of wine. Ontario were standouts in categories of Pinot Noir yeah. and Chardonnay. You know the the the, Char- the Chardonnay from uh, from Westcott, uh, you know, stood out as, as a Chardonnay, and 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 on the list we do have something from from Burgundy. We do have a couple from California, but I mean that Westcott, uh, you know, as you said, toe to toe with uh, with anything from from Burgundy, uh, anything from uh, from California. Uh, they're just uh, they're just it's, it's just it, it was one of those moments where. You're tasting them side by side, and you're like, yep, this can stand up. Well, we have two Pinot Noirs from Oregon on the list, and the Le Grand Clos, the 2020 Le Grand Clos from from Le Clos Jordan was right up there. Like, it's not, there There were no mulligans on this. There were no, oh, Michael, we should probably talk about Ontario because we're the Ontario wine guys. No. No, no, no. We, did not, we didn't have any uh, stipulation on, on where we had to bring the wines from. If you were good enough, you made the list. 100%. Uh, my my final you know shout out would be to the Carpinetto, uh Farnito Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, it's definitely a wine that we we talked about a little bit at the table. It uh, it's from the two thousand great two thousand sixteen vintage in Tuscany, and uh, it needs it needs time. But man, is that a good wine? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I wasn't expecting the gift category to be as, as stiff as it was, frankly, because last year, you know, like I said, we just didn't get quite as many um, bottles submitted to us as we did this year. Um, yeah, uh, let's you know, let's move on to bargain bottles, which was a lot harder than I thought. We had what, like a hundred and like a hundred and twenty, hundred and forty of the bottles sent to us fit into this category, so below twenty dollars. Yeah, this was this was the this probably was. The toughest category we had to go through. I'm looking at my list here, and I don't know if we're missing a few on the list, but uh, 129 bottles uh, on this. We split it between white and red, and uh, then we just tasted. Like we uh, we tried to get uh, get them broken down into Rieslings and Sauvignon Blancs and everything like that. Um, All right, I'm gonna go... after a while. We're like these wines are going to go side by side, so uh, it doesn't matter what order we taste them in. Uh, same thing with the reds. Yep. Like they're going to go side by side. Can't. You know, but I mean, it was interesting. It was interesting, and, and it's the thing that I like to do. And it's just it, this is like a, a bit behind the uh, behind the, the behind the curtain of the great and powerful Oz. Is you know, last year we did it. We had Guillaume and uh, your friend Dwight there, where they were our sober or up until about eleven p.m. sober second thoughts. And this year we had Julia and Maroki, um, just being sort of the tiebreaker. And we had a 
It's kind of funny. We had a couple of like real arguments over the quality of certain wines, but they were wines that weren't going to make it into the guide anyway, so they're, they're not worth mentioning. But it's just like the discussion was fierce, and it is good having other palettes that are different than ours with varying levels of wine education and wine interest and also varying levels of um, their own personal biases to work with as well that I think made this tasting even more successful. Um, but moving on to bargain wines, I want to start with... Um, our cheapest wine on the list, because I can actually, I'm looking at it and it's making my mouth salivate because, you know, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that this is like a 96 point wine. I'm sure if what? The, if the wine writer for the Toronto Star were to taste this wine, she might score it 96 or 97. But this was not if not if she saw your score, then she would d- just downgrade it for the for the sake out of, of spite. Oh, you, so you think she pays degrees. attention? You think she pays attention to what we do? I don't think she pays attention. Oh, uh, there be, there would be some spite there. I have a feeling. Oh, that's hilarious. Um. Candidato Oro Tempranillo Garnacha Castilla VDT. I had a hard time finding information about this this winery because I was legitimately curious about it, but it's eight dollars and fifty cents. So I have to laugh like while I say that because in twenty twenty two you can still get a bottle of wine for eight dollars and fifty cents. That blows my mind. And it's yeah, a, it was, it's a, it was, it's, it was a very tasty bottle. I think we tasted it uh, bone dry, I, bone I, dry, and vibrant fruit. Um, and it's my understanding that it's just, it's from like central Spain. It's not from a more prestigious, um, DOC or IGP. So I don't know what the terminology is for Spain. I don't know France. Can you help me out? You've been to Spain. I, I don't, I think it's, I think they're in a kind of a, like a DOC or a doc kind of thing as well. Okay. But, but I mean, um, it was, it was stunning. And if you're looking for a cooking wine, cause I'm not an advocate of cooking with things you won't drink yourself. Um, You'll want to drink this. If you want to cook with this, you'll have to buy an extra bottle because you're going to drink it while you're cooking with it. You need to make sure there's enough wine yeah, for your food. It, it, was a, it was a really interesting bottle. I remember tasting it, looking at you, and we're both like, yeah, that's in. Yep, totally. And, uh, you know, then we looked at the price and we're like, doesn't matter. It's still in. It's still in. You know, and you can't, you can't at that point look at price and go, well, are we going to be laughed at for putting an $8.50 bottle of wine in? Laugh all you want. Uh, more for us, I guess. Totally. So, uh, um, I I would like to uh, tip my hat to the Matthias Ricitelli. Hey Malbec Mambo Italiano. Hey Malbec. Oh, you're such a this weirdo. Was just a really fun bottle. I know you you honed right in on the uh, on the label, on the label yep. which was a, uh, a cartoon with a guy you know snapping his fingers and some sort of robots coming over. <laughs> um, but uh, it was just one of those. You know, you look at the label and you go, no. And then you taste the wine and you go, yeah. You know, it's, it's, so, I think there's uh, something, I think there's something happening in Argentina where it's a bit of a, like, finally a snapback from the, the parkerization of wines where I think a lot of people, they gravitate right. to Argentinian Malbec because it tastes like when you want to describe tannin and you want to describe like those, those dark fruit flavors, you can open up a bottle of Argentinian Malbec and just be like, oh yeah, this tastes exactly what the back of the bottle says. Um, this wine was friggin' elegant. Um, it did have a, like some aging potential if you wanted to, but why? I mean, if you want like a good to go, uh, good to go Malbec, like dive right in. This is, this is it. This is where you need to be. Uh, $18 and 95 cents. 19 bucks. And, uh, it it really hit all the right marks for a, for a really tasty, uh, Malbec. Uh, I have to, I have to be honest, Andre. Uh, I know we're doing it here. I've already, uh, texted a few people and said, uh, I know you're a Malbec fan, so uh, get your buns out there before the article hits uh, and uh, and pick up some bottles or else you'll be out of luck. 
Yeah, because I remember last year we were the victim of our own success. Um, the Chateau Le Grand Retour, which is something I actually still very much enjoy buying whenever I can find it on the shelves. But I remember we wrote the Toronto Life article. You and I both raved about the Chateau Le Grand Retour. Then I remember going into an LCBO, do, 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 like this is a. This is like a wine in pretty wide release. What? It's sold out? I think our, our tasting note had a little bit too... Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were a little too excited <laughs> about that one for our own good. Yeah, it was it was anno- it was annoying, but also like, you know, at least at least it's not just our mothers reading our reading our articles. At least we know that there's people reading it. I've had a few people say that they had our lists like on their phones for like months after we read it to do that. Um I know in the gift guide, I tipped my hat to Ontario. I need to do it again for the bargain wines because I know sub $20 is so hard for Ontario. But our boys at Cave Spring came through in a big way. We have, yeah, they, uh, we hit, have a, they, hit, they hit the list twice. We have a, a Chardonnay. Um, we understand they're in... This is one where we're calling it audible on something, but the vintage we tasted was 2019. At the time that we've recorded this, we will have retasted the 2020. So it's, I'm saying 50-50 whether or not the Chardonnay is going to actually be in the list. But if you are trolling the shelves of the LCBO, scoop up all the 2019 you can. It's probably the best Chardonnay from any country on the planet at this price, $16.95. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, surprisingly, I liked it. And, and I was the one who... Yeah, you know, trying to let today, trying to find some 2019, and uh, realize that the LCBO may be switch, switching over to the 2020. So, um, you know, uh, we'll we'll know uh, where we're standing at, as you said, by the time the article uh, hits the. Um, but one uh, that we know hit, is one that we know is on new the stands. Show. I don't know if that's the right word anymore. No, it goes online. We're we're not hitting any new stands, unfortunately. But uh, sort of the other case, spring offering that we knew we know is going to be in the guide is the 2020 estate grown cab front which is also sub twenty dollars which also blows my mind i don't understand how you can afford to sell an estate grown cab franc in ontario for below twenty dollars so once again like because you're not running a vine hospital right you don't have that that kind of uh... <laughs> go to soundcloud.com and uh look for two guys talking wine listen to our interview with len penichetti and um Angelo Pavan, where we talk about the foundation of Cave Spring, but um, if someone had said to me, hey, Cave Spring's going to be on your, your bargain wine twice, I would have said, yeah, the hell they are, but here we are. And um, a third Ontario entrant as well, I think it's just a testament to how great 2020 was as a vintage. The Fielding Fireside Red, uh, you know, Cab Franc, Cab Sauve blend. Uh, I know you and I are fairly critical of Cab Sauve, but 2020 was clearly a vintage where Cab Sauve ripened. Um, go out and grab it. Like really great Ontario picks on the bargain guide. I'm 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 thoroughly thrilled as as a wine writer that focuses on Ontario how well we showed. Yeah, and uh, so Andre, I know is going out of the LCBO probably in the next few days to make sure he he gets the wines he wants. I'll probably do the same. So that uh, now you're gonna go out and buy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, is there anything else that, that you wanted to highlight from the 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 bargain wines? I, I think like, I think the the entry level. I, well, like, I, I, big big fan of the uh, the Chapoutier, uh Belarus Belarus yeah. Belarusque. I think is how it is. No, uh, series, no, right Monsieur Putain, c'est Belarus. All right, Belarus. Uh, I'm gonna know, come so over I'm there big, and slap. I'm a big fan of, of both of those. And then I do have the one, uh, the the surprise for me, which was the J Lebeg Grave, 
which uh, to me uh, just made me go, well, that's that's really good. And at uh, $18 for a, a Bordeaux white, that's that's pretty surprising, let's be honest. Yeah, that is uh yeah, that is solid. Uh I also enjoyed that as well and enjoyed it the the next day as well. So. Yeah, the rest of the list uh you know, go out and uh, search it out on uh, um uh on uh, on social media. I know Andre and I will be uh, we're publishing it when it uh, finally does publish. So you can check out uh Andre's uh post at Andre Weinerview and AndreWeinerview.ca and uh, TorontoLife.com, at least for the next little bit. Um, thanks to Toronto Life for letting us write this again this year. We work really hard on it. And I, I just, I hope the gratitude's coming through your speakers, but the um, the people who helped us make sure that we could write this. Um, you and I have talked about the state of wine journalism, real wine journalism, not paid wine journalism, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but a different thing. But Real wine journalism is not in a great spot. So the fact that Toronto Life trusts us to hit their journalistic standards means a lot. And um, the people who let us make it happen, like it means a lot. Now to all the, to the, all, the, all the agents, all the wineries, everybody who sent wine in, thank you very, very much. We really do appreciate it. Again, we'll put it on online the moment we see it. Mine will be at michaelpincuswinereview.com. It'll be at The Grape Guy on social media. Michael Pincus on social media as well. Andre, it's Friday night. Uh, <laughs> so now everyone knows we recorded the last two episodes in the same session. Geez. You ended last right. week's episode it's, the same way. So yeah, it's Friday night. Wait, it's Thursday night, Andre. So uh, too late. Best that we uh, we say goodnight and get ready for Friday. Too late, Mike. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.